0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right, folks, what's good? We are back. Another episode, Ain't No Seats, and yesterday... Was well, one of the more wild days in college basketball history. Uh, it's pretty hilarious. We sit there all week, um, you know, talking, hey, what needs to happen for us to get a one seed? If this team loses, if this team loses, where do we move if we lose? And, and turns out, literally everything that happened yesterday probably didn't mean much at all. S- seven of the top nine teams in college basketball, I think that's right. Seven of the top nine, the top six, all of them lost games. Um, So, A.B., I'll throw it to you. Before we even get into Baylor, did, did we hurt ourselves much, do you feel? Or do you feel like
2: yesterday was just kind of a wash due to how much everyone else lost? I think it was like probably more of a wash, if anything. But honestly, probably helped us more than hurt us in the long run just because of who the teams ahead of us lost to. And our loss, I mean, we were underdogs, so we weren't, like, really expected to win. We kind of talked about last week how it wouldn't be the worst game in the world to lose. So, I just think everything else happening, Gonzaga taking a rough loss is a double-digit favorite. Arizona doing the same thing. It might open the window up a little bit to uh, climb up that number one seed line. But at the end of the day, I don't think much changed at all. Yep, And uh, B-turn, we, you know,
1: we all show up last night to watch the game together And at this point, uh, Purdue's lost, Kentucky's lost, Auburn's lost. AB's been telling us all week (laughs) that Arizona and Gonzaga are going to lose. And so we're kind of sitting there like, hey, uh, I mean, are the Hawks in position to move into – being the number one team on Monday, like legitimately that was on the table. And we didn't know Gonzaga had lost yet. Obviously it hadn't happened yet, but AB was so confident. We just trusted <laughs> it. We were like, Gonzaga's going to lose. If the Hawks win tonight, all of a sudden we're number one. And I'll tell you what, it felt early in that Baylor game that we were just going to smoke them again. Um Clearly it's not how it worked out, but I don't know. What are your just, how are you feeling after that game? I, I think it's, It's not a game I'm really melting down about, but I kind of want to hear your takeaway.
3: Yeah, I mean, losing's never fun, but it kind of – it almost felt like a game – I don't know. I feel like we watched with Chris and A.B., and I feel like those two kind of thought a loss was coming. It was almost like we were due for a loss, and it was like Baylor – I mean, it was a huge game for Baylor to stay in the conference and potentially get a one seed too. So, it's not the end of the world at all, like – like you said, though, I felt like we were maybe going to pull away, run away in the first half and especially have a bigger lead at half. Like I was just looking at the play-by-play and we were up 28 to 15 with six minutes to go. And we only scored four points the rest of the half. We were up 32, 31 at half. So it would have been, yeah. not, I mean, I feel like me and you were kind of talking about getting it to double digits there before half. And it felt like we could, and we were shooting well from the floor and we only shoot, we only ended up shooting 34% from the field and Baylor shot 48 so yeah it's just it was just a weird game cuz how hot we started they had like four points like 6 or 7 minutes in and then they end up scoring 80 and they start it felt like they were scoring every possession there late yeah. in the game yeah. so we couldn't get a stop and it's just kind of wild that they ended up shooting like 50% from the floor and we yeah. couldn't make any shots like i think we ended up being oach was like 8 of 22 and like yeah. it's not like he was chucking and we always feel confident when he shoots but Just kind of a weird game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a a mixture of kind of two of our biggest fears we've talked about all year. It's like, okay, this team, weird – I mean, top five offensive team in the country, wildly efficient on offense, fun to watch, but they've also – we've talked all year, like, why do they go on these long droughts for five, six minutes where they just can't figure out the offense? Um, But then also the other big thing that's been weird this year is we just melt down – Late in the first half of games, we will grow big leads early. you'll feel really good about it um and then things just start to go poorly and we saw kind of both those things collide where it turnover it's it's normally I feel like turnovers last night we were not turning the ball over. We took care of the ball we had four total turnovers last night we just couldn't score i mean we, and it wasn't even i don't know I felt like we had open shots, we just weren't making them and I think you know we kind of joked. Law of averages, we made everything versus K-State. Was that gonna gonna get us in this game? And honestly, I feel like it did. We I mean Jalen had so many open looks, didn't hit them. Even Oach puts up 27, looks incredible, but he's eight of twenty-two from the floor, missing a lot of shots he's normally gonna make. So yeah, just a weird into that first half, certainly didn't feel good. I mean, to be up, whatever, what did you say, 28 16 with six minutes left? Yeah, 28 16. So we had like, and,
3: we had a bunch yeah. of different, like 12 13 point leads. We were up 24 11 at one point, and then yeah, 28 15 with like six minutes to go. And we only scored four points the rest of the half. I don't, we didn't shoot a free throw in the entire first half.
1: Yeah, I mean, Bill was fired up. Uh, the the early second half technical was it. It felt like, and it started to work. Like it's been a while since I think Bill got one of those strategic technicals, but um, you can always tell that he like he wants it he he always gives you that extra boost when he's mad to be like i'm gonna make sure i get this t he like leaned in at the guy like he was ready to swing on him so (laughs) it it got us going a little bit oach gets the back door left-handed dunk and then hits a three i think and all of a sudden we're up four uh but yeah it just after that first half collapse we just never felt the same it it just kind of felt like a game that was getting a Going away from us slowly, 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 and then they just completely outplayed us the last uh, last five minutes. Um, I think a lot of people were mad about Bill's kind of rotations or I don't know. I think late in that first half we kind of had a weird weird uh, bench. I'm trying to think. A.B., do you remember that lineup that people were kind of hung up on?
2: I think it was Yesifu, uh yeah, Coleman Langs. J. Cole was in. I want to say Mitch was in for a minute too. Like, there's just no one that could go get a bucket. And, like, I mean, in those kinds of games, you can't fall asleep for five minutes like we have been all year. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, Braden, when you said we scored, so we scored four points in the final six minutes of the half. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at this last night. We only scored 23 points from the field in the second half of the game. So, in the final 26 minutes, we had 27 (laughs) points from the field. That just can't happen against anybody. Like, that's going to get us bounced in the second round if we keep doing that.
3: Yeah. That's what's crazy, too, after we scored 100-plus on K-State earlier in the week, and then I feel like we got off to a fine start against Baylor last night. Like, I felt really good. I, I like, leaned over to Ryan and was like, we're going to beat their ass tonight. Like, I felt <laughs> I felt really good. We were up double – it felt like we were up double digits most of the half. Like, it was 16 – I think it was 16-4, like, nearly probably five, six minutes in. So, we were scoring most possessions and getting a yeah. ton of stops. Like, Baylor – Baylor wasn't even missing bunnies either. It was like we were forcing tough shots. We looked super good defensively. That's why it's kind of shocking that Baylor did end up shooting fifty percent from the floor and scoring eighty points. Like they were, yeah. they looked awful six minutes in. Like I didn't think they were going to score enough points last night to keep up.
1: Yeah, I mean we came out so locked in, and and like I was honestly getting <laughs> this is how quickly I can get ahead of myself, but I was starting to get like twenty twenty flashbacks. I remember this day vividly because it was my birthday back in 2020. We went at Baylor, top five matchup. Doak has his dominating performance. I think AB, we, we may have talked about this last night. We needed BYU to lose that day, or we needed BYU to beat Gonzaga that day. They did, which allowed us to hop to number one on Monday, and we just never left that spot. So in my head, I'm sitting here like, okay, we're locked in. We've got three pretty easy games left on the schedule. We win this game. We're going to be ranked number one on Monday. We're probably not going to lose that number one ranking until maybe a Big 12 tournament championship loss. Like, that's how my brain's thinking. I'm like, this is – we're back to 2020. We're going to be the number one overall seed. And, like, things are looking great. And then just so quick, <laughs> we're up one at half, and you you start to see all the things that we're concerned about with this team. And, I mean – B-turn, we were talking. CB was so locked in early. Uh, mm-hmm. Offensive boards, just, we just looked so good. And it just looked like that typical game. Bill Self wins late in the Big 12 to make that statement. And just fell apart. And Baylor's good. And I think, uh, what is his name? Green hair, Cisco. Sohan. Uh, Oh-han. Sohan um, He's a tough matchup for Dave. And honestly, Dave put up big numbers. He was fine. But just that's hard to for Dave to run around with a guy that's Super athletic, super quick. And again, so really, we saw our three biggest fears kind of come out in this game, I think. And so I don't know. Do either of you have any major changes on how you feel about this team going into March? Or is this just, hey, we, we lost to a good team, didn't make shots. Move on. Let's go.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm still – I'm pretty worried defensively. Like, K-State on on Monday or whatever day that we played them – I think it was Tuesday, actually, but they scored 43 in the first half. They end up scoring 80-plus. I know we blew them out, but just feels like this is one of Bill's – maybe is it one of his worst teams defensively? But it's like – I feel like they're exerting so much energy on offense, too, that it's like – because they're kind of running a gun and gunning, playing at a higher pace. And Yeah. I feel like maybe the strategy is to outscore teams, but – I don't know. I just I feel like they were not. They were pretty damn bad defensively this week, like not even trying to single out Remy. But like Remy, for example, last night, he kind of was moving gingerly. He gave up a ton of wide open layups and like they gave up 80 plus to both teams this week. And I feel like that little stretch where we beat Baylor and we beat a couple other good teams. We were kind of talking about how it looked like they were finally buying in defensively. But I feel like it's almost back to I mean, we're probably one of the worst defenses in the league right (laughs) at least analytically
1: yeah bottom half i think uh ab did it change your outlook how do you i mean i feel like you've been kind of iffy on this team
2: all year um where this game kind of put you it depends on how you want to look at it i guess like you tweeted something last night um, because someone was saying this team couldn't win six straight games in march but, like, who does feel good about that right now? Like, there's no one in the yeah. country that's coming out of yesterday, especially, like, thinking that they're a shoe in for the final four, even a national championship. Yeah. So, it's – I don't know. In that aspect, I wouldn't be as worried. But it's also, like, it's the same stuff that just keeps popping up. We fall asleep for five minutes plus per game. We just – I mean, we just disappear. And yeah. if that just happens <laughs> one time in March, it's over. It's, it's all it takes for its end of season. So, like – I mean, I, don't, I haven't really been confident of us getting past the Final Four at all this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's mostly just hold on tight and hope for the best that, you know, in a sweet 16 game or something that, you know, the offense yeah. doesn't disappear for a 10-minute stretch and cost us the season.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, go ahead, b Turn.
3: And honestly, like, what years do, does any t- – can any team really feel confident about winning six in a row? Like, it's obviously probably the hardest thing to do in sports. And so it's yeah. like, I don't know, there's no – I just feel like we talk about how good our trio is with Jalen Oach C B. Like if those dudes I mean, I'm not asking twenty a night from each, but it's like if those dudes start clicking together and we just get decent to solid point guard play. I mean, I still feel like we can beat anyone in the country. Like teams team was a win away last night from being the number one overall seed and <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like I'm saying, we're just as we're as good as anyone. So it's like if those three are on and hitting shots and Jalen's struggling from three, but I still feel like he can turn that around. And I feel you just got to hope that they lock in in March. Like AB said, they go on those lapses and they kind of fall asleep defensively, too. It's like you just got to hope that they lock in in March. Like a lot of these guys played on that 2020 team that was heartbroken. And I still feel like I mean, they're all super motivated and stuff. So we got a lot of vets, too, that are uh... pumped for March.
1: I think it's just interesting. We spent all last episode like, oh, we've got this trio, OCB like, Dewan's fine. And, I mean, Dewan, rough showing for us to like promote our clip all week of like, <laughs> oh, Dewan's the guy. I mean, Dewan's still the guy, but he, he ends up probably having his worst outing of the year last night. Uh, and,. But, like, we spent all episode being like, Dewan's fine because he's got this trio around him that's going to go get their points, and then Jalen just disappears. Um, I know CB had a really good stat line, but he disappeared in that second half. It just felt like he would, could not buy a bucket at times. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what's terrifying, and it's we say it all the time. March is just, you're a bad shooting day away from being gone so quick. And we've seen it so many times where we've had these just – I mean, Devontae Grant goes – not to bring up Oregon, but Devontae goes 0 of 8 against Oregon in an Elite 8 game. Who sees that coming? Like that – we are
3: – After going yeah. off against Purdue the game before, like him and Frank had like or 60 combined. They scored 100 and then yeah. – It's
1: the – Yeah. It's the terrifying thing of hanging your hat on your offense. Like we're so used to being the top five defensive team in the country where it's like Bill self knows how to get past those games where shots aren't falling. And we threw out the scenario last week. Like, who do you want? Do you, do you, do you want a high scoring game in March or do you want a low scoring game? But it's like, I am, I'm terrified of this team winning games where shots aren't being made. Like, We've shown time and time again that we can't get big stops when we need it, I don't think. Even just late in Baylor, it just was so frustrating how you just kind of felt like we needed to stop in a bucket, stop in a bucket. And we just couldn't get one. And yeah. they just – I mean, they had our defense. They, The mismatch at the five had just caused us so many problems. The ball screen, all that stuff. It was just disaster. But – yeah, yeah, I think yesterday was just a glaring example of being terrified of worst-case scenarios, and they all kind of came up. Now, granted, Baylor's a good team. That's an Elite Eight-type game, but I don't know. It yeah. uh, It's crazy think, how different it was from Tuesday.
3: Do you guys think Baylor was, like, that good defensively, or did it just feel like shots weren't falling late, or the guys, like – it kind of felt like the guys were shying away from the moment. Like, it felt like Oach stayed aggressive, like he got – 22 shots up. He got 14 threes up. But it felt like no one else wanted to take shots, like, in those big moments late. Like, it just felt like yeah. long possessions, like, people not even looking for shots besides Oach. So, that kind of has me worried, too, about late late game, like, super close, super tight game, and no one wants to step up and take shots besides Oach. And I feel like teams could kind of key on him. So, that, that aspect kind of has me worried, too. Yeah. AB,
1: what'd you think of Remy coming back? I mean, we've been all over the place. Uh, We kind of said we didn't expect him to. And weirdly, like, I'm happy he's back. He made a jumper, or he made a three, made a little fadeaway jumper. B-Turn already mentioned he was a liability on defense. And our whole thing has been like, hey, we're good offensively. Do we really need him? Is he going to improve us? But, like, does it feel like Remy is now almost hurting the progress that Joe was making? I don't know. It, Joe never got integrated well last night. I don't know. I'm just kind of feeling weird about the Remy situation.
2: Well, I had a spin zone come to mind last night when I was driving home, and I was like Love wondering it. if maybe I'm going too far. Did Bill like think this game didn't mean as much as like we did going into it? and Remy was finally healthy enough to play, and he's just trying to get him in some sort of a rhythm and some sort of game action. And, like, you know what, if we lose, who cares? You know, we're still going to be leading the conference. We're still probably in line for a one or two seed. Just get him back into a rhythm, try and get some games under him, get his feet back under him, and see if he can get any of that potential out of him going into March. Because you can't just throw him in the Big 12 tournament or the NCAA tournament and expect him to just, (laughs) like, break out of a shell and go off. Like, he's kind of got to get some – you know, yeah. I've said it a million times, but rhythm. So that's kind of my thought with him playing. Because he came in late, too. What yeah, was it, like, he was the in the four final four minutes. Because they mm-hmm. called that yeah. like, They overruled that call where they called the offensive foul, and then they said it was the uh, the flop, which was the right call. It's just frustrating. Yeah, to just them so, I've like never that. seen that happen. Right. Like, but, uh, I mean, that was kind of my thought at the end of the night was he was just trying to get Remy some minutes under his belt to hopefully get something out of him.
1: I mean, I saw a couple things. Uh, obviously, people were mad about that lineup late in the first half where we've got the lead. Next thing you know, it's Remy, Joe, Jalen, Coleman, lands Mitch. I mean, just guys that never play together.
2: Playing Clements all together. A little bit.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, so, yeah, if your spin zone is kind of like Bill, I mean, maybe it was more of like Bill trying to try things, knowing like, hey, we can still win a league with a loss here because we know Bill is not one to shy away from his starters. And Oats sat a little more than you're used to him now. I think he had a little bit of foul trouble, but, uh, but then the other thing is like, is Bill, this is not Bill's type of style, but is Bill kind of thinking ahead and being like, okay, we have three games next week. I cannot play OCH, CB, Jalen, DeWan 38 minutes tonight and then expect to sweep TCU in a three day stretch and then beat a Texas team that has playing a little better. Uh, So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could be a mixture of Bill thinking this isn't as important as we thought, or it could be just we got to rest these guys or we could end up losing two of our next four, three of our next four.
2: And like to build on that even more, I know Bill said last week that Dave was probably going to sit for Big 12. So it's also just like, I mean, there might be times where we go five guards and Jalen's like running a five. So just get as many bodies back into the groove as possible and see what works because at this point of the year it's kind of just you know throw some stuff out there and whatever works works
3: and ride the hot hand but yeah it kind of sucks for Joe too I feel like Joe truly has earned more minutes lately and you kind of thought that he was kind of earning Bill's trust and stuff too and he only plays four minutes last night like I I think we talked about the K-State game just like the pace we were playing at when Joe was in just his speed and energy I think he's a great spark off the bench so it kind of sucks only seeing him get 4 minutes like I feel like he's he's got to be better defensively than Remy right now I think I don't know I don't know if it's the knee bothering Remy on defense but it felt like I mean yeah. I remember multiple times we all looked at each other about Remy giving up wide open layups last night like he, I don't think
1: you can blame the knee anymore I think the guy just has so many bad habits he built I saw a clip that uh Michael Swain from 24 seven sports put out that it's just like Remy just, there was a back cut with Matthew Meyer and Remy just falls asleep. Like not even close to being there to be ready for that back cut. just falls asleep watching the ball. And it's like, that's just not how bill self player that's been with bill self for a while. Cause I mean, those are things that you, you, you do with bill self when you're young, you're out for the next <sighs> Two weeks. Like you may yeah. not get minutes again. And so Remy didn't go through that. Um, he just always played through his mistakes with Hurley. And so yeah, I'm not I don't know. If it's the knee, then why is he playing? Like if his excuse for bad defense is gonna be the knee, then just sit and we'll ride Joe the rest of the way. But
3: yeah, it was just, big it was, concern. It was just shocking to see him in that late in that big of a game and that tight of a game. Like it just seems that seems odd for Bill Self, like a guy that isn't giving you anything defensively to be in late when it's not – it's not like Remy was going off and making a ton of shots and making a ton of things happen on offense think, either. But it was yeah. just – I don't know. I feel like that's out of the ordinary for Bill to keep someone in that's not playing well late. And a guy that hasn't I been playing was, yeah, I think it was
1: – yeah, I just think Dewan was – was pretty bad. And I think even Bill – I think it maybe in A.B. You may – did you think that was kind of like a, a test? Like, hey – we can afford to maybe lose this game. This will be big minutes for Remy. Let's see. Or was it just like, Dewan sucked. We got to try something else. Let's see if Remy can go get us some buckets. I don't know. But But it it was weird. I
2: was shocked. It could have been a mix of both. I mean, we've already talked about it tonight, but the the way the offense disappears sometimes, we might need Remy in a game in March to like come in and score eight points or something like that. Like, I think we can give up the dream that he's going to have 20 points in a game and like full (laughs) on win us a game. But we might need him to come off a bench and hit a few buckets or get a few assists like I, I kind of think that's involved but like you guys said DeWan was not very good and I mean at some point you just got to try what works and see if you can he out a win but um, yeah um, only he knows exactly what he was thinking I guess
1: another thing I have written down here uh, just in all caps bench play bad um, we spent the all year I think Bill uh bill's gotten a lot of criticism for how he's managed his bench where why doesn't kj play more why is clements not playing more why is joe why is remy like where's all these bench guys flat out when our bench guys come in we stink flat like we're just not good our bench be mad at bill so for playing him last night yeah he made that decision but like it's still the guys on the floor that really blew that first half lead and it's like so you sit here all year. You say, God, I wish Bill would play these guys, play these guys, play these guys. And now he does. And now we're sitting here yelling at Bill to get him out of the game. Um, it's just how Bill self is. We're going to, we're going to play seven guys, seven, eight guys in March max. And they're not going to play. Those bench guys are not going to play much unless there's foul trouble. And so that was, I'm just kind of disappointed because at the beginning of the year, we were all excited about how deep we were. And now here we are last day of February almost. And, we feel like our bench wasn't even good enough to be on the floor and possibly blew a big lead in a game that we felt like we could have ran away with. But
3: how good is our know. bench how good was our bench on Tuesday against K-State? Like Coleman Lance came in, hit a bunch of jumpers. Mitch was yeah. like six of seven from the floor with fourteen points. Joe yeah. was great off the bench. So it's like that's just frustrating that the bench was that bad last night because you got guys like Remy and Joe, like high-level guards that have been great at their previous schools, and they come in and just I mean, Remy wasn't terrible, but they just come in and yeah. really—they don't provide a whole ton, a whole lot. Like Mitch yeah. came in, Mitch fouled out in like three minutes of game time. I think I don't even know how many minutes he played, but like he just came in and fouled. And he, <laughs> like he's like—he's a—he's a, he's a six-year senior, and he was—I feel like he's been a lot better this year than most years, and especially on Tuesday against K-State, it's like, yeah, your bench comes in and just really provides nothing. I, Coleman Lands had a couple bad possessions on offense where he just chucked up shots and then yeah that's really like who on the bench really even played well i'm trying to think
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
1: had a couple good finishes, but it's like, when you're being like, ah, oh, yes, he made a layup. It's like, that's probably not, I'm not trying to celebrate our bench for making layups, but uh, yeah, it's, uh it's weird, but weirdly we're, we we've watched Bill self for going on 20 years almost. It's like, is it sucks, but it's also like, this is just how he's honestly, I think he's almost more comfortable just sticking with, his main five, a couple, maybe one or two that he trusts. The problem is, who are the one or two that he trusts? You can't trust Mitch. Joe was getting there, but now that's kind of what I said. Like, is Remy now disrupting the Joe minutes? I don't know. It's just kind of a weird deal we've got going there. So it'll wanna, be interesting to see how it plays out.
3: I want to see how electric our offense could be if Joe played, like, 30 minutes one game. Like, say, DeWan, like – had got sick or something and couldn't play. I want to see like how good we would look with Joe playing 25, 30 minutes starting point guard minutes because just like the pace he plays at and how quick he is and how many shooters he has around him. Like Joe, that's what kind of changed his season at Drake last year. He, uh, their starting point guard towards ACL or something. And Joe started and literally had 35, like first game right off the bat. And then was obviously amazing the rest of the year into the tournament too. So, I think it'd be like – because Joe, like, you know how Bill is when guys make mistakes. Joe makes a mistake. He's pulled. So, it's like I feel like – so, A.B. talked about getting in a rhythm with Remy. Like, I feel like it's so hard to get in a rhythm when you're playing a couple minutes at a time and you know you can't make a mistake and you're out of the game. Like, I just want to see how good we would look, basically, if Joe played 30-plus minutes. I feel like our offense would be insane. Yeah. The problem with that is,
2: though, is like if he does look awesome – then what, what's the next step from there? Like, do you think Bill's going to, like, give up on DeWan because Joe was awesome against, like, TCU for a game or something like that? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel just... like when DeWan got healthy, we would just throw him right back in, and then it'd be yeah. – so, If I mean, we're going to let be a be, guy like, – it be, It'd be cool to see, but I just don't know how, like, long-term that thought process could it's be. Little, yeah, it's, like, it's
1: also just, like, so late. Um, but I do think – I we really got to get this win at TCU Tuesday, obviously. But like my thing with that is, if you win that game Tuesday, you now you can kind of let a guy like Joe or Remy or someone really just play some extra minutes, rest the one, get him rested up for Texas because you really you want to win on Senior Night, you want to beat Chris Beard, you want to beat Texas. I think you can afford at home, two days after playing TCU, I think you can afford to maybe let Remy make some mistakes defensively or Joe play a little more minutes on a game where you've now clinched a share basically. Well, yeah, I guess we haven't clinched a share if we win Tuesday unless Baylor loses. But still, we're going to beat TCU at home regardless, I think. So, uh, I don't know. I'm just... it's, uh, It's a weird thing with Joe, Remy, and that whole just point guard thing, and it's—I mean, I'm glad Bill Self's in charge of making those decisions because I don't know what I would be doing. You, you know, the upside is there with Remy, but can he get there, or do you just stick with the guy that's been practicing hard the last four or five months that is really starting to get someone in a
3: groove? So, how how worried are you guys about three games in five days? Like, it feels like games we will win. We would win because TCU. Obviously, we think we're a lot better than them. We got them at home, and then Texas at home. It's like you never expect to lose at home, but Texas plays tomorrow night, and then they're gonna have they're obviously gonna be off till Saturday, and we're gonna play two games in between. Then, so like Texas yeah. is gonna be pretty well, wet, pretty well rested, and we're gonna be we're gonna play Thursday, have one day off, and then go on Senior Night against Texas. So like that yeah. game's gonna we if we beat TCU twice, obviously we clinch at least a share, but. I feel like that Texas game on senior night will be a super tough game because, like, <laughs> you just play I agree. Two, two games in three days and Texas is on, like, Dude, four I, of rest.
1: I'm totally with you. I think that game is going to be a one-two possession game where we're sweating it out on And that's why it's like, oh, I would just love for Baylor to lose to Texas tomorrow. Um, then we've got mm-hmm. two-game lead. We're not losing – two of our next three, or we're not losing three of our next three. So it's like they can just lose. Uh, but yeah, they're going to have a ton of rest. They can be a tough matchup for us, even though, I mean, Trey Mitchell, Mr. Bank three himself left the program, uh, but it is going to be scary. Just it's rare. You have, I mean, these guys are in good shape. They're going to be fine, but you're going to spend all week preparing for TCU twice and now you got to go in and play Chris Beard coach team. I don't care how bad Texas has been. Chris Beard terrifies me. Um, He's just, they play good defense and it's, I can just already in picture a game that's just gross, kind of ugly. And we're all of a sudden praying that we can win the big 12 or at least get the outright win. I don't know. It all depends what happens with TCU. But I do think three of the next three three games and five games will be a little dicey in that second half versus Texas. Those guys are gonna be tired.
2: Um can we talk a little about about what you brought up last night? Like what's, what's this team's best win? Do we have an awesome win this year? I did. That, that, I... We talked about concerns a couple episodes ago and like what's the way that our season's gonna end? Is it Baylor? Probably, like a banged-up Baylor team at home. like That's the thing, and I don't I don't know if you were – win. I don't think you were part of that conversation,
1: B-turn, but it was like – so we normally have a non-conference game. Like you think back to 2020, we beat Dayton in non-con in like the game of the year, and Dayton ends up being a one seed that year that would have been. Um, there's always just – or the Champions Classic will sometimes get a pretty impressive win in, but – we just really don't have it this year. Uh, Baylor was obviously impressive, but as AB said, they were banged up. It felt like last night was going to be the, our opportunity to get that big elite statement win. Like Kentucky has one by killing us at, at KU. Duke has won over Gonzaga. Uh, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I'm not Gonzaga thinking everyone UCLA else. Yeah. And it's like, so, two, so like... we've got a ton of – solid wins obviously we have 10 quad one wins but it's like we don't we've yet to truly beat a team outside of baylor at home we've yet to truly beat a team that i think could win the national championship or frankly make a final four like i don't think maybe texas tech but that took we almost got swept by them uh so
3: that's kind of
1: that's kind of what i'm like last night after we lost it was like okay well when are we gonna are we gonna have that statement win that gets you really confident this team can play with anybody or we just kind of not ever gonna beat one of those teams like are we gonna get to the elite eight and be like yeah this makes sense we're getting smoked we haven't played we haven't beat these teams i don't know so
3: yeah and especially like the baylor game too is that Allen. like i feel like going into every game at Allen, i think we're gonna win and expect to win so like I feel like there's no statement wins at Allen, almost, if that makes sense. But, like, we haven't won away from home either. Like, we didn't end up playing in the championship in the in-season tournament we were in. Like, we would have thought Michigan State was a huge win, Champions Classic, but they've kind of struggled, even though they beat Purdue yesterday. But, yeah, I don't – I mean, (laughs) he's – at Tech, at Texas, we ended up losing, at Baylor, so it's like – That's look. the thing.
1: Like, our three toughest road games, we lost, which is just – I mean, it's one thing you can look at it as, okay. It makes me – like, weirdly, it makes me feel good about us getting to the second weekend, if you know what I mean. Like, we'll probably – we can take care of an eight, nine, seven seed, but then, 4, and then a 2 seed or a 3 seed in Elite 8, it's like, okay, are we going to be ready for those teams, so – I don't know. I'm maybe always we're
3: due, uh, maybe we're due to beat a great team, and we're probably gonna have to play a great team at the Sprint Center next week. So, I mean, if, if yeah. we win, the, if we win the first game, obviously, but you'll probably eventually have to see Baylor or Tech with those yeah. two. Baylor's sitting on the one line right now, and Tech's. I guess they lost last night, but I don't. I mean, Baylor, even Baylor and Allen, I feel like that team they fielded there was probably what would you say worse in the field the team that was on the court last night for Mueller. i mean cryer think didn't, so
1: just cuz well...
3: didn't, didn't play in both and then chamu chacho or whatever le- is done for the year so it's like it's kind of yeah. the same team but maybe worse at allen we yeah. we whooped their at. they only scored like 59 points we were great defensively so i mean that win was awesome but like i said at allen no win feels like yeah I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I just feel like we win every game at Allen. So it's like,
1: that's the thing. Like I want a statement road win or if we had a statement, non-con neutral floor game, like that's what I want. And we just, we don't have it. Um, All right. AB let's do a little bracketology. Obviously not a lot has changed. So I really kind of want to talk about what can happen this week that puts us in the best spot heading into championship week. I think, obvious is we need Baylor to lose tomorrow we need to win all three um but I don't know are you still I guess, I think you said Palm has this as a two Lenardi still has us a one where are we at
2: yeah Lenardi still has us above Baylor even um and then Palm has us as a number one too I think it really it's pretty simple at this point I think the assuming it's Kentucky or Auburn winning the SEC tournament I think one of them would get a one seed and they then don't. I think if it's Baylor or us winning the Big Twelve, I think the winner of that gets a one seed. And then the other two go to Arizona and Gonzaga, assuming they don't slip up in their conferences. I just I mean, that's probably how it's gonna work. But I I mean because I mean no one fell except for Auburn in Lenardi's one line. Like to replaced them. So like Arizona's still two, Gonzaga's still one. The gap might be closer, but
3: how's it even they possible? Lose. How's it even possible to drop us to a two when every single team below us lost? And we lost to a top-ten team on the road, like Kentucky, Purdue, Tech. I, I assume man. he just
2: swapped us with Baylor, right? Well,
3: no. Well,
2: kind of. So, but he had, would, he had Auburn know? ahead of us going into yesterday. Palm did. Oh. So, like, since both of us lost, he just kept Auburn up there. And um, Yeah. But I my hypothetical to you guys, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, you guys want to be the – say we're the last one seed and they put us in Philly. Like, say – Auburn, you know the committee sides with Paul Moore, and they keep Auburn as a one, and they run through the SEC. Would you guys rather be the one seed out east in Philly, and maybe get like a Villanova or something, or be the number one two seed in the Midwest, play closer to home? And I'm not really that terrified of Auburn either. Like I'd rather play them than have Kentucky <laughs> as our two seed. To be honest,
1: I mean, it's two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I'd have said keep
2: me the hell away from Auburn, but their guard play is not great. Um, I'm They've just terrified of Kentucky. Like, I don't see a way we beat Kentucky. So, uh, anything to keep us out of their region, I think the only way that happens is if they're our two seed. Yeah. Like, if we're a two I'm in the like, Midwest, like, that's fine with me to play Auburn, I guess, is the way I'm seeing it.
1: I think so. And the more I watch Auburn, I'm not – I mean, I'm not going to be jaw-dropped stunned if Auburn loses in the Sweet 16 or loses in the second round. Like, they they kind of peaked early, and I've I've gotten less scared of Auburn. So, it's – Yeah, it would be – I think if I see Auburn as my one versus Kentucky as my two, I'm probably going to feel better about Auburn as my one if that – yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. But What are
2: the odds that those
3: those teams actually meet up, though?
1: It's true,
2: but – That's true, too, but I think it's more likely Kentucky gets to an Elite Eight. All right, I guess I'll put it this way. I think it's more likely Auburn trips up or gets tripped up early than Kentucky does
1: i agree Uh they're uh yeah they're a weird team i mean obviously they may have the number one pick and they have the best defensive big in the in the country um so i think kessler would be a nightmare for dave but we'll see um i don't even i wanted a
2: million elite eight games none of them are going to be easy but
1: yeah exactly i mean we
2: we we got bagley and window carter and we found
1: a way like it you can't be terrified of every elite team. It's just I feel like there's teams we match up better with.
3: So are you guys saying you'd rather be a two in the Midwest then?
1: If Kentucky's your two in the East, I think is what he's saying. Right. Yeah. Now, if yeah. Kentucky is the two in the – or if, if Kentucky's the one in the Midwest, you don't want to be the two in the Midwest. No.
3: Is yeah. there so... – I mean, there's still a pretty good – I know it's like a hypothetical you're asking, but – there's there's still a pretty good chance we could get a one in the Midwest, right?
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. I mean, okay, I, went I'd six straight. We're, st- we're getting a one, right? Like, and I mean, I think would be we're still above Baylor right now according to Lenardi. But if Auburn's still ahead of Kentucky in Auburn, I mean, is Kentucky passing us even if they went out and we went out? Like, I th- the I think the hope is what we got to hope for is Kentucky wins out, takes the one in the East. We went out and take the one in the Midwest, avoid them until a national championship at the absolute furthest. And yeah, and that's extremely possible because, because we've talked I about think Kentucky's so better than Auburn. Yeah, yeah, that's the one team that's just a nightmare to me to play. Yep, but I thought of um, another one. I, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit. Illinois playing Illinois in Chicago, I think, would be a loss. I texted you guys today. I think Illinois
1: is going to the Final they're Four, sick. so if they're in our bracket, I'm terrified.
2: Imagine what Kofi would do to Dave.
1: yeah so (laughs) i don't want to imagine that um i don't want to get too deep in the bracketology stuff because obviously i mean not much has changed we got a lot to play out it's fun to track but one thing i did do uh you really got me thinking you know ken palm efficiency top 20 teams 17 the last 19 something like that have been top 20 so i kind of did some digging some stat digging and I found some examples of teams that are very comparable to this year's KU team. And the two best options actually came from the same year. The first one was a team that made the Final Four in 2019 and were a bad call away from making the national title game and probably would have won the national title. AB, do you know who I'm talking about? They're oh, no. very I close. My, I had
2: my final. F- oh, it's Auburn. Is it Auburn? It is
1: Auburn. We were they were sixth offensive efficiency, 36 defensive efficiency, which probably right. I think we're 33, 34 right now. So that team makes Final Four. And pretty, I mean, they they beat some good teams in or out to that final four. The yeah, other team, UNC. the other team also us. us, Kentucky. I mean, what a run they had. Us, UNC, Kentucky. That's pretty absurd. Um it is wild to think that this offense is compared to that Auburn offense cuz the games we watched of that team they were just electric
2: but Man, almost <laughs> lost to New Mexico State in the first round so yeah <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say that
3: but the Absolute, other thing is absolutely wild that Virginia ended up winning that game like yeah. that's what it took for them to win the natty they had so yep, many other guys So games then, too.
2: that
1: buzzer
3: beater the other team
2: Oregon
1: The other team that we are even more closely tied to, the same year, Virginia also beat them en route to the Final Four, and Virginia also should have lost to them. Purdue with uh, Carson Edwards. Edwards. They were fourth offensive efficiency, 34th defensive uh, efficiency, which I think is exactly what we are. So what my brain told me is that's two teams – Purdue should have made the final four. It took an absolutely outrageous shot by West Virginia or Virginia to make that final four, and then yeah. Auburn did make the final four and took an outrageous call to get them out of the national title game. So, does that make you guys feel any better? It Makes me feel a little better. It sh- show, nah, I could only find two real quick, but
3: Thoughts? I still just I still just love Oach, Jalen, and CB. Like those three together. After watching them on Tuesday against K State, it's like this team could be. My initial thought was, like, this team can beat anyone. Like, if those three are on, I know it's not – uh, those three aren't going to be on every single game in March, but it's, like – think about 2018 with Svi, Malik, and Devontae. Like, I know yeah. these guys probably aren't on that level, but it's, like, when those three were clicking and Malik finally started going, like, it was dangerous. And Malik yeah. it was nasty in that Duke game, obviously. So, it's, like, if those three get going and – well, I don't even think we need amazing point guard play. It's, like – what do you guys think about like people that say we can't win a natty with Dewan, like things like that?
1: I don't know. Sometimes I think they're right. I think when you start saying the word natty, it is hard for me to picture us winning a natty at times, but I don't think that I falls think on Dewan, though. It, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, we've just got too many issues that I think can lead us to not winning at all, but uh ab do those two teams i just pulled out of the hat does that uh how, what, what are your thoughts on that
2: maybe i mean when we start talking final four there's outliers like almost every year like we've seen eight seeds go to the final four 11 seeds go to the final four like that just kind of just happens randomly so obviously if those teams can do it we're yeah. far more talented than you know that vcu team in 11 or any number of these yeah. are ucla last year even like it can certainly happen, but I don't think it helps like confidence for a natty, like you just said, because uh, yeah. so many things have to go right and stay consistent. And but again, like who I knows guess... how a bracket's going to break? Like if Auburn's are one or Illinois are three or something like that. Like, yeah, we've seen we see upsets every single year. What if like Illinois loses to a 14 seed or something, and it opens <laughs> yeah. everything up? That happens in one region every single year. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? So it's impossible to tell now, but. Yeah, I just, uh, it made me feel a little
1: better because I don't think anyone would have been shocked if Purdue or Auburn won the natty that year. I mean, maybe Purdue and even Auburn was four seed, but like that, once that team got going in March, you were kind of like, okay, this team could easily win it all. Um, so just goes to say, and it's it's pretty obvious. It's like V-turn just said, if if O C B and Jalen are on, a final four should probably happen. Like I legitimately think it will happen um, if he's, if they're on, but if they're not, we could lose New Mexico state first round. So
3: yeah. It's like if you Uh, get a performance like that from Jalen last night, like you could, I mean, I know he's not our best player. Like CB and Ocho probably obviously been better the whole year, but it's like performance because we need boards from him too. Like he only had seven points, three boards, two of 10 from the floor, Oh five from three. So it's like, he missed a ton of like, he's, He's getting open looks. It almost feels like teams are daring him to shoot still. And I still yeah. feel confident when he shoots. But yeah, he's been, he's really struggled from outside and he's kind of been weird around the rim lately, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's,
1: uh, I mean, one of his points last night was all off CB getting absurd offensive rebound, just giving him a wide open layup on the, he saved it on the baseline and gave it to him and Jalen just laid it in. So it's like he really didn't, I guess it was a good cut, but uh,
3: that's why, I like, yeah like I'm kind of getting over the loss last, I mean, it's obviously not a big deal, but just like looking at our percentages, it's like if you go 34% from the field and 25 from three in a tournament game, like you're past the first round, you're probably going to lose. Especially with our how we aren't, obviously we aren't elite defensively. So it's like 34% from the field, 25 from three, you're probably going to get bounced in March. So it's like just bad, I guess, fluky shooting night for how good of a shooting team this is. Dudes are getting wide open looks and just not hitting anything. Yep. Uh,
1: real quick before we wrap up, do we have a uh, line on the TCU game at all? I mean, are we thinking on the road we'll be, I mean, will we be 8, 9, right now if you guys can 10 points? You um, I don't tech, know. Tech, um,
3: was a, <laughs> tech was a five-point favorite last night. At TCU, so it's probably going to be right around there. I mean, I feel like we're probably the same as Tech analytically. Like Ken Palm has them right on our ass on Ken on his site, so probably be like four or five. Maybe yeah. I'm kind of Torvik's nervous.
2: got it at four. <sighs> I mean, that is but, terrifying. I mean, <laughs> are you guys really scared of TCU? Come it's on, Vegas. Dude.
1: It's Torvik. It's Ken Palm. Four point game. Anything can happen in a four point game. So yeah, I'm a little scared and. I don't know. A lot of pressure now. All of a sudden, that you feel Baylor uh, running what about up that on you. Law
2: of averages stuff you were spewing last week. Can we do for? Like, I agree. I mean, if I,
1: if you want me to truly predict the game, I think our offense cooks and we win pretty easily. But like, I'm just a little worried about. That's a lower. I expected seven, eight, nine. I don't know. And I guess TCU was obviously good Saturday, but I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, they're an eight or a
2: nine seed. We're going to their place.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Does anyone have any major thoughts on TCU? I think we joked for the pod. Like let's not let's not dig into nobody cares about a full analysis of the, the horn frogs. Um so I think we should wrap it up. I think it's been a good episode. Wanted to kind of get on here, vent a little bit about that Baylor loss and just kind of look ahead to what could be a huge week. Um obviously a lot of things if Texas beats Baylor tomorrow, we could be on here Tuesday night um celebrating a Big Twelve title. And yeah. that's what I hope to see. Um, we'll see if it happens. We need our boy Chris Beard to pull through for us. And uh, at Texas, yeah. right? Yeah, at Texas. Yep. So that's all we got. As always, thanks for listening, and we will be back Tuesday night. Rock Chuck.